Good morning and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, Radio to Open the Heart, Heal the Soul, and Awaken the Consciousness. Your yellow shirt is doing it for me, Mr. Benny. Well, thank you very much. I'm trying to help out everyone today. Thank you. I have put my arms in the air. Yes. (laughs) Big hugs. Big hugs all around, too. Big hugs. Yeah. Big hugs. Big hugs. I hope everybody's doing really, really great out there. Man, lots going on. I am the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area for 26 years. Oh, every time I say that, it's a, it's pretty amazing. And uh, went through my own awakening a long, long time ago now. And I'm only 29. How did that happen? You look amazing. I don't know. I do look, look amazing. amazing. Thank you. So do you. Well, I always thank say you. that just so you'll say something, <laughs> you know, lovely. <laughs> And uh, anyway, aloha to my daughter. I love you so much. And also to my son, who remains anonymous, Mr. Anonymous himself, right? Um, Anyway, I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis. We do all kinds of good things here. Everything from Reiki to hypnosis and past life regression. I'm also a a spiritual counselor and a channel. And I've been doing most of my appointments through Zoom and Skype and FaceTime for the time being. And uh, you can still make appointments. They are scheduled out a little bit as usual, but go to schedule.reikioasis.com and find me there. I do have a good, wonderful monthly workshop for women called Temple of the Divine Feminine. We will be meeting this Saturday, which is July 18th from 11.30 to 3.30. It will be via Zoom. And we have been doing that since, I think it's since March, we've been meeting on Zoom and it's working very well. So I do hope you'll join us. This is an uplifting time. It is a heartfelt time for us to come together, join in our hearts and do meditations and um, support each other. So uh, please come out. You can sign up for that at schedule.reikioasis.com. And then every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. is Sunday Meditation with Loretta. And um, that's going really good too. So just offering some things for those of you out there. I know there's a lot of Zoom things going on. I know that there's a lot of technology. um, And I know that sometimes people get tired of that, but if you just come and get on a Zoom call and then, um, you know, like when I do the meditations, you can get comfy. Like you can have your pillow and your jammies and your teddy bear and your essential oils and just, you know, your glass of water and down you go. And um, it's very refreshing, refreshing, renewing, and it's really, really good for you. Also want to put a big shout out and a thank you to my supporters, my patrons. We are a listener supported show. And um, yeah, believe me, uh, you know, it's not, it's not free to be on the air, but it is well worth it. And for the listeners, those people, excuse me, that contribute uh just a great great deal of gratitude to you you do help keep me on the air and help me bring wonderful guests like who i will introduce shortly and for your astrology and energy report if you've been feeling intense energy lately and especially if in the last two days you've been feeling maybe even a little better than you thought you could and of course we've got sunshine in seattle so i don't know what's going on with that Um, But let me tell you a few things going on. We did have an eclipse on the 5th 
And yes, Mercury was retrograde for the per first part of the month of July. But guess what? No more eclipses. And this is the first month of the year that does not feature that apocalyptic Saturn-Pluto conjunction, the Capricorn stelliums or Venus and Mercury retrograde at the same time. We will have a third hit of that in November, so catch your breath between now and then. Uh, July 1st, Saturn went back into Capricorn to help take care of some unfinished business. On July 11th, which happened uh, a couple of days ago, Chiron went retrograde in Aries. And when Chiron is direct, Chiron is the wounded healer, it's an asteroid. We try to find healing outside ourselves through doctors, shamans, spiritual teachers, therapists, teachers, so forth. But when Chiron is retrograde, which it is now, we look inside ourselves for healing and we become our own medicine. We, we truly participate in that alchemical transformation, the awakening, whatever you want to call it. So what is happening with Chiron retrograde in, A in Aries? We're healing the wound of our identity. It is our biggest wound. It is about the self. And when we know or remember who we are, who we truly are, we can live from a place of love and grace. And my guides and angels say that really that's where we, where we are. We're being asked to come more from our heart. We're, we're being asked to heal those things about ourselves that maybe have been like layers around um, I know that, that a lot of times, because I work with people all the time, I know my guest does too, that um, lots of times people look outside themselves perhaps too much to try to find um, some kind of who am I? You know, like if I look around myself, maybe those people out there will tell me who I am or they'll reflect back to me in some way that will be meaningful. But we're really being asked to go inside now and, and, and do it, do the healing work. And by the way, um, we need you. <laughs> we need your light shining. We need you radiant. So, um, yeah, we'll talk more about that in, in a minute. On July 12th, Mercury went direct. And that might be why some of you are feeling better the last couple of days. You might have felt as though, oh, wow, all of a sudden something is moving forward. I want to remind you, we still have five planets retrograde. Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune, Pluto, and Chiron. But keep in mind that when the slow-moving planets are retrograde, which they're slow-moving planets retrograde about 45% of the time, that it's really business as usual. It's just when those fast planets, you know, those fast planets make Mer Mercury, Venus, and Mars, when they go retrograde, you know, because it's like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Whereas the slow ones are like, you know, and then they go the other way, right? We are headed to a new moon in Cancer on July 20th. And this is the second new moon in Cancer of the year. And the first uneclipsed new moon in Cancer since 2017. So it's not necessarily an easy new moon. It's opposite Saturn, who always lets us know where we stand. It's kind of the karmic planet. We're going through a lot of that right now. And so this is going to affect those areas of our life around home and family, relationships, things like that. And um, actually look at it as a good thing because don't you want to know where you stand? Of course you do. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> Maybe gently with a soft glove. 
And then on March 27th, 2020, a new comet was discovered given the name of Neowise. Sounds like new wisdom to me, but it's actually the name of the telescope that they use to find the comet. And this comet is really bright. You can see it with your, your eye. If you just, if there's a clear sky, you can go out and find it. And um, I have one of those little things on my phone that's like a sky guide and you can point it at the sky and it will tell you where things are and it can help you locate it. Um, traditionally, comets were seen as messengers of bringers of change. And this comet has a 6,800 year cycle. That's 6,800 years before it revisits planet Earth. So I suggest we just use that energy to help us go into our transformation and, and the new things that we're doing. So with all of that, I can't actually think of a better day for my guest to be on the show. Um, my he is in um, he, he is actually uh, a QHHT practitioner. His name is Jeffrey Asher, and he really helps connect the dots between people and their higher selves, their current life, their past lifetimes, maybe on planet Earth, maybe somewhere else in the cosmic universe. Um, I had the privilege of meeting Jeffrey on Corey Goods Online uh, Accelerating Ascension class, which was great. And like I said, Jeffrey Asher is a quantum healer, a life coach, a QHHT practitioner. He's located in the Boston area. He earned a bachelor's degree from College of the Holy Cross with a and, and also has a double major in physics and music, <laughs> one of my favorites, music theory. And he has a master's in electrical engineering at Northeastern University. He began his career in circuit chip design at Raytheon, but through a series of life events and synchronicities, he found himself on a mission to discover the true nature of the universe and self. And eventually he found his way to QHHT and we're gonna talk about all that. Welcome to the show, Jeffrey. Thank you for your patience with my opening remarks. Good morning, Loretta. They were all very inspirational, and I certainly learned a few things about astrology. <laughs> there you go. I hope you go out and try to see the comet. You know, that's my big thing, right? It's really mm -hmm. fun to see these things. I've been seeing a lot of things in the sky these days. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a lot of energy. Um, I would like to begin by having you tell the listening audience a little bit about your life journey. How did you get from where you were to here? And that's probably a big question. Uh, but I know that sometimes when I ask that question, there will be something that pops out of you that you realize you actually need to share. That's really where I want to begin. Tell us about you. Yeah, yeah I'll do my best to keep it to the point. Um, <laughs> it's a long story. Um, but perhaps uh, many people listening will understand the idea of being a starseed or being a wanderer, right? So we show up on this planet with a mission to bring light. And we may have galactic history that's not, you know, so much from the earth. And we end up not quite fitting in and have a hard time as a child. So you're interested about, you know, universal things, sciences, and things maybe like little kids aren't really that interested in. So anyways, it set me back in a way that I had to really work on my personality, work on relating to people better, right? So all the way through childhood, through college, um, you know, I was on my... My father's school teacher had a focus in education, so we very much did that. 
And then you went into corporate America, of course, when you go into uh, engineering, it's very strict, but they do give you opportunities for personal development. And I took advantage of that. It led me all the way to Tony Robbins, um, some energy healing. It was phenomenal. I became trained as a life coach uh, in strategic intervention. Uh, it was not only uh, great to help other people, but it was also very much self-healing. You grow a lot yourself through these courses. So that really fashioned me. I was very good at speaking to people one-on-one, -on -one, very patient with people. Um, you get home at night from work, you press into the couch, you just want to talk to somebody on the phone for an hour. So you get good at that kind of conversation. My whole life, I believe, was groomed to carry me into QHHT, which is all about that very intimate one-on-one -on -one conversation. And I was exposed to it, to QHHT. I was introduced to it, rather, um, as I was just doing my natural research. And I just hit one practitioner after the other interview on YouTube, their stories, the transcript. I says, wow, that's interesting. And then I learned I could get trained. I says, well, that's pretty cool. This is a direct path to the subconscious. And as a coach, you spend significant amount of time to reaching a point of transformation in people, right? So I saw it as a tremendous tool and I was just really intrigued by it. So in due diligence, I said, have my own session and see what my past life regression would go like. And it called to mind the idea when I was six years old, my auntie, who was a student of ESP, she gave me a past life regression. So it was like so easy for me back then. So I said, well, this, this could work. So I had a session, it rolled out the red carpet for me. So I was ready to spend, you know, three, four, five hundred dollars on practitioner. And I found an intern and an intern basically works gratis, right? Cause they need volunteers. Not only was she not, you know, an hour or two away, she was 20 minutes away. Uh, she said, well, my place isn't that great. Let's, let's do the session at your place. So great. It's, it's nice and quiet here. And then uh, I had a great session. Not only did all this stuff come together, but she was a great practitioner, really set a great example for me. And I had a phenomenal healing. So this was all synchronistically what brought me into it. My very first session with my first volunteer, uh, there was a speed bump. There was a challenge set right square in front of me. She sat up, said, I can't be hypnotized. I said, well, let's come on, let's continue. And I got a little bit creative and it just went right into state. We had one of the best sessions to this day. So at that point, I knew that this was really going to be a rewarding path for me. I want to go back. Thank you for sharing that. I want to go back and pull out a couple of points. Um, number one, you mentioned the word starseed. And uh, many of my listeners probably know what that is, but many may not. So could you please explain what is a starseed? And also, um, you, you didn't actually say this, but I kind of heard it woven in your language that you might have felt different or you were, you were different as a child. So could you talk about that a little bit? Sure. And I gained my understanding of Starseed really from David Wilcock, who many people may know. Um, you know, early on, I had read the source field investigations many years ago, and I just absolutely absorbed it. I don't think I ever read a book six or 700 pages, but I rifled through that one. And yeah, I learned I actually, that. I actually yeah. know David and his beautiful wife, Elizabeth. Yes, go ahead. Yes, indeed. So I learned from David that we, we incarnate here from other planetary systems, perhaps directly from the angelic realm. 
with an objective to bring light to the planet, right? Because this light, this planet is steeped in catalyst, so to speak. Everybody's having a difficult time working through all these issues. This collective's having an issue waking up. So we come to bring light. And when you do that, you're not quite acclimated to the customs and conventions of Earth. So, you know, what you might think is interesting isn't so interesting to the other kids. So you end up taking a little bit of uh, resistance, so to speak. <laughs> and that's essentially what the idea of a star seed is. We come here to bring light from other uh, galactic heritage or yeah. angelic realm or wherever. Yeah, I, I totally relate to that. Uh, you know, um, I'm definitely a star seed and never quite fit in and always felt like I was just too serious. I was always getting like, people are like, you're like an old lady, you know, why are you like that? And um, also, cause I was reading through your, your long bio, which I hope people will go read, you know, it's, it's on the KKNW site and also will be, you'll be able to read it in the uh, podcast, right? Because we always post that on uh, podcast one. Um, but it, it, this idea that, yeah, you were interested in all of these other things. And that to me is, is like this excessive curiosity. But then also, because I work with a lot of people and I know you do too, that come to you and they're brought to you. I really believe they're, that we're, we find each other um, to, to help work through uh, the fact that this planet just seems really harsh. You know, a, a lot of my clients and even myself are, are longing for softerness uh, more, more compatibility, peacefulness, love, you know, and they're like this planet. I just don't get this planet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we encounter one challenge after the next, uh, but you know, if we approach it with uh, the idea that we're here to accomplish something and, you know, like David Hawkins said, uh, there's no planet where you can go from the lowest consciousness to the ascension in one lifetime. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I look at it like this. If you were to go out on a jog and you kind of go up this little incline and at the end of your jog, you're like, okay, great, I did it. But if you go up a really steep mountain and you conquer that, you feel really good. And I feel like all of the challenges that are thrown at us in this life are clearly to give us that sense of mastery, you know? And in fact, uh, what Dolores Cannon tells us is that, you know, all of these things are for our learning. Yeah. You know, she's not alone in this idea, but what, whatever challenges we go through, whatever catalyst we go through is to learn a lesson and to strengthen our being, essentially, you know. So the other thing that I heard you say is that at the age of six, your auntie hypnotized you, regressed you. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. yeah. My Aunt <laughs> Teresa, she, I love auntie. She was a hairdresser. And she had a little shop in Dorchester, Mass. And her motto was, we curl up and die for you, right? So she had a sense of humor. So <laughs> she was studying her ESP, thing. had her little books of psychometry and all this stuff. And she said, Jeffrey, honey, come here. Want to go down to the alpha level? <laughs> Other people's so, aunties take them to the zoo, but no. <laughs> she takes me to the alpha level, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's so great. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and the really intriguing thing was the life I saw was of a little Indian boy and he was there in his dress and my second past life that I viewed in QHHT was of an Indian. And it turned out he was like the tribal healer. 
And it really feels to me like the way it was dressed and the time frame, it felt like that little boy grew up into that healer. So how do you like that? I, I love that. Um, <laughs> I, I do believe that was that was definitely meant to be part of your, your life path. As a six-year-old having that experience, did you understand uh, what you were, what was happening or is it, is it like wisdom that came to you later? No idea. I just, auntie yeah. wanted me to experiment with and I said, okay, auntie. <laughs> so that was that. <laughs> and, you know, for that matter, I spent a lot of time with my aunts and uncles as a little key, the fourth of, of four and your parents are done with, you know, by the third child, they're done with you. So they give you the aunts and uncles. And I benefited really because my uncle had just read the book Chariots of the Gods, which was released in like 1968. And it talked about, you know, ancient aliens, ETs, and it just, yeah, fine with me. I totally accepted it at that age. There was no resistance or anything. So right at that age, everything was just presented to me. And from there on, I was predisposed to receiving it. I Yeah, I was just going to say, I... I actually love your story because um, I always like to point out to people, look, everything in your life has brought you to here. And you had foreshadowing. That's what they call it in the movies, right? You had foreshadowing of things to come, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. While you were doing that, I was in the backyard building altars, trying to bring birds back to life, you know? <laughs> 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 trying to remember normal. how to fly, you know, things like that. So I hope people listening are, are chuckling, thinking about their own childhood and maybe the things that stick out a little bit that you were like, yeah, it was a little different. Yeah. yeah. And one thing we learn, and I've learned so many paradoxes in this life is that, okay, you know, you're on track to study something and master it, right? whether it's engineering or music or art or healing. And I had very, you know, several paths that I was pursuing. I could never sit still doing just one thing, right? And, you know, one of those people, they say, well, anything you set your mind to, Jeffrey, you can do it. Right? Okay, so I go into music and it wasn't a performance degree, but I've certainly performed my share. And I never chose to go into being an orchestral musician I never chose to go into, you know, the conservatory and teach. I never went that far. So there were things in my life that sort of held me back a little. Mm -hmm. Same thing in engineering. You know, I was the first on the, the design team, you know, at the time in the late 80s. And, you know, that was interesting, but I never took that far. I sort of went into support and sales because I always was a foundational guy. Get my foundation, a rock solid, and then I can perform in other, you know, broader aspects. But I never felt I took any of these talents to the farthest point to, you know, world mastery. And I look at this as I was really almost throttled back because I'm supposed to have all of these abilities and facilities port something, say, like QHHT, right? Because all of these are phenomenal support for bringing into a healing session. And that's one interesting paradox. So somebody says, now I could have done this or I could have done that. No, it's a gift. We were meant to go so far and then perhaps move on to something else. That's a beautiful point. Um, I, I love that point. Yeah, because um, I kind of have a similar path, but I do think that a lot of times people have this idea and, and it's their story or their, their idea that they have to have mastered something and you're right, when you're doing the healing work, absolutely everything that you've learned is, is, has to come into that room because you don't know what's going to happen. 
Um, can you tell people what QHHT is? What does it stand for, for those that have never heard of it? Great. Yeah, quantum healing hypnosis technique, uh, hyphenate, um, abbreviated QHHT, is a modality of past life regression hypnosis created by a woman named Dolores Cannon. And Dolores Cannon started out in hypnotherapy with her husband back in the 60s. And then they were doing healing of smoking cessation, weight loss, and all these sort of things. They hadn't realized the full potential of past life regression until, well, her husband was in a serious car accident, left the practice to Dolores, so she sort of took the lead. Well, one day they had a client, a woman, who seemed to, during hypnosis, pop into telling a story about something that sounded like, you know, past experiences, past environment, past people. And they discovered that it was a past life. And she went to view subsequently five lives uh, in that, oh. you know, in the course of her work with her. That became the subject of her first book came Five Lives Remembered. And it wasn't until many years later, decades later, where she coined the term quantum healing hypnosis technique. And um, I think it was in the late 2000s or even into the teens. Forgive me if my history isn't exact on this. Um, it's not, you know, published everywhere, this exact history. But, you know, Dolores did an awful lot of work. She wrote 19 books. And she learned that by taking a person through past life, you can get a person so deep into hypnosis that you can actually start to connect with their higher self. And when the higher self being that loving, all loving, all knowing aspect of you that knows everything about everything you've done in this life, everything in your past lives, and it's connected to uh, infinite wisdom. So it's really an aspect of you that can influence your body and uh, influence your life, give you the information you need to acquire the healing that you're asking for, right? And just a note on what healing is. Healing, people think you take a pill and it, you get your cure. Well, honestly, on a broader sense of healing, it's we go through these experiences, physical, emotional, what have you, to learn a lesson. And that lesson may come to us in a series of lifetimes, right? Maybe a pattern. Yeah. It's not just in this lifetime. In fact, I'll often say, well, you know, the client says, well, I'd like to sure heal this depression. Well, where does it come from? Is it this past moment in this life or is it from a past life? And oftentimes the subconscious will say, well, it is from a past life. So we can actually go and, and talk on that level to your higher self. I love that. Okay. So we are going to take a uh, station break. And uh, don't go away because we've barely, barely opened the box into quantum healing hypnosis technique with my guest, Jeffrey Escher. And um, this is Loretta Brown. When we come back, we're going to talk more about what is the connection between the past life and our current life. Why, why do we care about that? And um, I'm going to really just say this, the power of that quantum healing technique. So this is Loretta Brown. We'll be right back. Energy is powerful. It's all around us, mysterious, full of potential. Directing positive healing energy to raise your vibrational rate through Reiki can change your life. Reiki master Loretta Brown has relieved stress, sadness, anger, and even helped clients lose weight, stop smoking, and end sleep disorders. Worldwide, people have sought out Reiki Oasis. 
you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. This message is from the National Council on Aging. Adults over age 60 are at higher risk for the COVID-19 coronavirus because they may have weaker immune systems or chronic health conditions. The Centers for Disease Control recommends older adults avoid crowds and people who are sick. Wash your hands and disinfect surfaces often. Keep a two-week supply of food and medicine on hand. Learn more at ncoa.org. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown Show. I am Loretta Brown, owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area. You can find out more about me at ReikiOasis.com and sign up for everything at schedule.ReikiOasis.com. And my guest today is Jeffrey Asher, the amazing Jeffrey Asher from Boston who yes. is a QHHT practitioner and a quantum healer. Um, I would, before the break, we were talking uh, a little bit about what QHHT is and about the healing aspects of that. But I, I really want to pull out for the listening audience, what is the connection between the past life and the current life as far as healing or life transformation goes? Like, what is the advantage of, of, of going to... Uh, the past life. And another question, this is a lot of questions in one question, so you can talk a while. What is the difference between QHHT and other types of hypnotherapy? I love this question, Loretta. It really opens up a lot of conversation here. So let me address the first question about what's the difference between QHHT. Um, Dolores Cannon was a genius. She practiced this for well over 40 years, perfecting it, proving it. It's an absolute, what I like to say, bulletproof method for many people. And I've been very successful bringing people to connection with their higher self. And um, what makes QHHT different is it really allows the higher self to take the lead, right? There's no leading, putting a person in a certain situation or a certain scenario or telling them to go to a certain life or be a certain being. You can be any kind of being, whether it's human, animal, vegetable, mineral, ET, it can be past, present, or future. Um, and you can go to happy situations or difficult situations. And really what we're seeing is allowing the higher self to direct the whole play. Mm. And essentially the higher self is going to do that when you dream, right? So it is your, your higher self, your subconscious, as Dolores called it, it wasn't the same thing as a psychologist, but it really directs everything about that viewing for your highest good. It's never going to show you anything that's not for your highest good and healing, right? So there's no way you can ever be harmed by it. And once we know that it, you're totally free in this form versus other methods of standard hypnotherapy and past life. Well, let's go to this part. We need to remember this. Um, 
you know, you're really allowing the higher self to perform the most optimum healing that's for your highest good. Now, what we find is, um, going to your other questions, why do we go and look at past lives? Well, there's certain lessons that we didn't learn in a past life. And we keep going through these patterns because we can't seem to get the message. We don't get the body doesn't get the memo. Our mind doesn't get the memo. In fact, some people think it's gets stuck in cellular memory because as we move through incarnation after incarnation, the body starts to acquire a memory. So if there's parts of the body that are holding on to a memory thinking, well, yeah, we still got, we still got stabbed uh, by a spear or something. We help the whole mind, body, spirit complex to say, you know what, that was a different body. That was not this body. So you're allowed to let that go now. Whether it's a physical phenomenon or a memory, things can get held in the body. This is my interpretation, my understanding of it. Um, honestly, we really don't quite know the exact mechanics. Um, all we know is it works. And that's really mostly the message I should be bringing here is it just works. And when we look at the past life and see something that happens in a past life, we really, hey, that's a past life. We can leave it in the past. And part of Delore and Cannon's scripts actually uh, say to leave it in the past. We've, we actively direct you to leave it in the past. So, um, but as I say, it's enough to just see something. And when we go and we view a past life, you don't need to develop a very detailed story. You don't need to see, okay, well, this guy did this to me. What did I do to him? And then what happened? You know, all you may need to see is, yeah, I was a blacksmith in that life. And that may all you see, or I was a frog, or here's a good one. I was an extraterrestrial tree. All right. <laughs> right. It's one thing to see trees, but I happen to see extraterrestrial trees, right? <laughs> I don't settle for just, you know, <laughs> earth-based, but, you know, it's enough to just see that and your body kind of has an aha moment with it. Now, as far as what healing takes place, this is another very important point, And maybe I should bring it up right here. Quantum implies infinite possibilities, yeah. right? Now, I like to think of applying this to the how, not to the what, not to the when, to the how. You can apply it to the when, apply it to anything. But I, I think it's easiest to say how, because people say, well, I want to heal my thyroid okay well how is it going to heal well it's got to be healed today and i got to feel better tomorrow no we must stay in a state of allowance we must always approach our healing session as i wonder how i will achieve healing for this and a lot of the times you can be healed you are healed it's will it be healed spontaneously absolutely you can be can it be healed a week later, a month later, a year later. Yes, sometimes it takes time to unfold. It could be anything from, I feel better immediately. My diabetes is gone now. To, well, I have to drink more water for the next month and then my blood sugar will normalize and then I'll be better. Or maybe I'm going to find the right doctor with the right therapy, right? All of this can be orchestrated for you by the subconscious and the higher self. And that's essentially uh, what... I believe the meaning of the word quantum is. I, uh, you, you bring, bring up so many uh, questions in my mind. So what you're saying to us and the listening audience is that by going back in time or going even to the future or to another world, wherever it is that the higher self takes you, um, 
that realization or there's something that that happens there or then that you experience in your now body in your now time and it changes your life now yes so for instance um and i'll just throw some things out there which you know may or may not be (laughs) i'm sure you've had a lot of exciting experiences in what you do um but let's say that i had back pain and i came to you and you took me somewhere where i realized that was from some other life or an old injury from some, you know, I fell off a wagon or something, right? And when I come back to this body, then that will heal itself or please talk more about that. Yeah. I mean, let's say you have back pain, right? And you may discover, okay, yeah, sure. You took a knife in the back. And by seeing that, that's a great case. That's a typical case of trauma being revealed. And a lot of times your pain will go away right away. Um, it could also be due to things in this current life. And if mm-hmm. anybody's familiar with Julia Cannon, who is Dolores's daughter, she wrote a book called Soul Speak. And it talks about all the different parts of the bodies when they're affected. It's really your higher self sending you a message about something that's going on in your life that's off track. So if you have back pain or if you have, you know, tense shoulders, you've got the weight of the world in your shoulders. Your stomach's hurting. There's something you're experiencing, you're looking at, you can't stomach. Um, you know, all these different parts about your feet, your legs, saying you're not moving forward in the right direction, whatever. These, this real metaphor to the things going on in your body. So you can consider that as well. And uh, I would say when you, as I say, go and be in a state of allowance to be ready for any way this could show up. Yeah, and I'm also thinking that you know, I'm using something real specific, but quite often when people come to you, are they that specific about what, why they're there? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I think, you know, your best success comes through setting your intentions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we go back to quantum physics, where, you know, you look at the infinite possibilities, when they were experimenting at the very beginning of uh, physics, they discovered that, you know, the most simplest experiment they could do was with a little tiny beam of light. And they found that by how they measured it, how they observed it would determine what it looked like. So if we focus our, our intention, right, on what it is we would like to experience in our life, that's when we can sort of bring those events into being. Um, but as I say, be open, be in a state of allowance, because we have to tap into this infinite field of possibilities. Now, um, when it comes to healing specific things, as I say, you've got to know that you can be healed. Um, sometimes there may be other things kind of getting in the way. You may have a contract. And if you have a contract that perhaps, you know, um, you cause somebody to have real discomfort through their whole entire life, they couldn't get out of it. Maybe they were a slave and the only way out was to escape and they would die of starvation and cold, right? So we might be through a lifelong contract where the only way out is through death. And so we hold on to these things, right? That's a possibility. And, you know, frankly, when you learn about that, that there is healing in that too, because when you reach a state of peace with, oh yeah, I guess I will be living with this and I can see the good come out of it, right? So if I'm the audience of a bunch of people that are with this disorder and there's doctors treating it with methods and pharmaceuticals and drugs and machines, you're part of that audience that's giving them purpose, you know? Yeah. So yeah. so vast, you know, how we can look at it. 
Well, I think understanding goes a long way or some sort of, like you say, some sort of insight into what this is all about. Um, also, people come uh, probably because you're working with a higher self to find out things such as their life purpose or um, their, uh, you know, their mission in life or direction in life, things like that also. Yeah, that's a big question. Um, I don't know too many people who didn't come with that question. Am I on the right path? What's my purpose? And more often than not, we'll learn that, you know, you don't have just one purpose. We have many purposes. So once we start saying, well, I have to do this and this only this, that kind of limits you. Once you learn that, okay, well, I'm supposed to be a, a daughter, a wife, a friend, a teacher, you know, all of these things really contribute to, oh yeah, okay, so I am supposed to go into healing and I need all these things to support me, you know? Um, yeah, we do really do touch on uh, our purpose. We'll get, definitely we'll get answers from the higher self. Yes, she is on the right path. Yes, he is doing this, but he should, uh, you know, work with these other people and they will bring him to higher opportunities, right? So yeah, we get a lot of that. And if I'm understanding you correctly, you're helping people find those answers from their higher self. Is that how that works? Right. Yes. Okay. Another great point is yeah. that I don't have to be a psychologist. I don't have to be a life coach. I don't have to be anything. All I have to do is do what I do, be who I am to get you the best connection to your higher self, to your subconscious, your higher guidance. And there, all of the answers will come through to you. That's lovely. Um, tell us a little bit, how, how long does a normal QHHT session last? A typical session will go anywhere from four hours to six hours. I personally don't time limit, and I know other practitioners don't time limit. I've, I mean, last weekend I had a session that went eight and a half hours. So, you know, you've, in a way you've got to be sort of conditioned to have the stamina <laughs> Uh -huh. and ready for that but it, a lot of times you're having fun and when when you're having fun just time just flies you know? well it's it's a, it's an exploration of that person at at so many levels um, but i think it's important for the listening audience to know you're not going to go on your lunch break and go do a qhht session and go back to work right <laughs> absolutely yeah and we're very clear to, to say look you know don't plan any appointments after the session because we really don't quite know when it's going to complete yeah yeah that's great um there are you know i i was thinking about dolores cannon did you did you know dolores cannon by the way before she passed unfortunately she passed in 2014 and i just yeah. missed her yeah uh, but i do i have a great rapport with julia cannon she's very lovely uh, she's very insightful, and I was very fortunate to have been voice coached by by Julia herself. So uh, I, I love that, you know, that memory. I think that's great. And I think Dolores is still involved in her work from the other side. She feels very present while we're talking. Um, she had, as you say, she had this experience where um, she's doing this hypnosis and this this person remembered these five lives. Um, when you work with people, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to ask the question because uh, Dolores wrote so many books, like she purposely went after certain information, if I could say that, like really collecting uh, wisdom. Is that something that's a normal part of what you do or, uh, yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the, I would say, in my experience, the first session that we have with a client is expressly for their healing. And if that universal wisdom comes through, wonderful. But we don't expect it. Now, if we find somebody makes a great somnambulist, which is basically a person who can go very deep and connect to that universal wisdom, um, then we may invite them back for another session to do some research or exploration. Now, if we look at what Dolores Cannon composed many books about, she, she had done a lot of UFO research, ufology. And when people would, you know, bring her the idea, well, I think I was abducted, she would take them through a regression and discover that, you know, what happened to you is quite benevolent because you descended from their collective. You were, you were a little gray alien. You were a Pleiadian. You were an Arcturian. And you came here for a specific mission. And they're just coming back to visit and check up on you. So that was a lot of what she brought into her books. Uh, the Convoluted Universe, um, Keepers of the Garden was a really a good book. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we uh, find that we have galactic heritage and we can explore that. Yeah, I believe in the set. I like to think in the second session, we can go deeper and we can be a little more intentional. We can bring our intention. To, let's explore that life we had on the Pleiades or as a little gray alien, you know. Great. Because that was actually my question. Like, do people come back, you know, after having such a long session? Um, but yeah, they do. So, yes, they do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love that idea of gathering that information or finding out more about that. Um, and also, I just, I love Dolores's books. Um, can you talk a little bit about the New Earth Viewings? Uh, yes, there is definitely a common thread through the these viewings. And the most, um, uh, the strongest thread is that we're going to live in a very heart-centered uh, community we're going to see the earth be very much more beautiful um, i think when it's all said and done it's going to be very lush uh, one viewing was really clear she said we're going to be in such connection i would i would call it more communion because our thought we'll know each other's thoughts uh, so far in advance that when you have a desire it will already be served right wow. we'll be able to communicate with the plants and the animals um, we'll just be in that sense of uh, really kind of a blissful society. And it's really corroborated, you know, some come through with more clarity than others. And I also get that we'll be healers. A lot of people will be healing. And um, I think we're going to also be in connection with other galactic communities. So it's really fascinating, uh, the stories. It's, and, you know, to that point, I think that's really what caught my attention at the beginning when I first heard about QHHT. Um, practitioner talking about the new earth and her transcripts so yeah yeah i'm i'm so fascinated by that and i'm like come on galactic family right <laughs> like come on mothership i've been at the rest area long enough right <laughs> um i want to ask if you know you've been doing this for for years i don't know how long you've been a qhht practitioner but are you finding during any of your sessions, are you finding an increase in people remembering uh, off-planet lives or uh, more purpose mission coming through or? or That's, yeah, so my personal experience, I think every practitioner has different experience. They'll have different flavors of, of sessions. 
I find a lot of people with ET lives have, have come to me. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody. Some people might see instances in the, this present life, you know, uh, I've had that. But there's been a, a fair number, probably most of my sessions have had ET viewings. And I want to say that I have to, uh, I have to thank Corey Good for bringing his message to light because once I saw his credibility, it in an instant gave me the full understanding that yes, yeah, Star Trek is real. These ETs are just nothing different than if we were on Hawaii and all these other people were coming to us from different continents, right? They're different planets and the space is the sea. So I, I feel that there's no question there is extraterrestrial life. And once you integrate that idea, it's very easy to, you know, after the first three words, you say, oh yeah, how many fingers do you have, right? You can tell right away. Can you talk a little bit also about what I call dimensional realities or interdimensional realities? Do people have, um, uh, I'm going to say memory of being in other dimensions? Yeah, that's another big one. So I get a fair amount of lives where people show up as a light being, mm. right? And it could be angelic. It could just be an energy, maybe a plasma um, orb. Uh, so we can come from that angelic realm where we're floating around with, you know, love and bliss. And in that state, we have to be careful how we question. We don't have days. We don't have times. So you have to sort of ask, you know, what has happened? What's the next important thing that happens to you? You know, how do you end this existence? How do you transition into the next existence? So, yeah, there's a lot of that. I just think it opens a doorway to um, the realization that this body, we are living in this body. And yes, we do have to live this life, but we are so much more than this. And there's so much more out there for us to explore, connect with, be curious about. Um, my guides have been very, very clear, too, that we are stepping into a time of cooperation and everyone like you say being telepathic knowing what's going on that connectedness and then the deep connection with the earth and and the plants and all that is you know like maybe even the cosmic wisdom of some kind um, I know that my listeners are wondering if they can do a session with you and I do want you to talk about um, you know what is the what is the advantage of being in person with someone and I'm thinking if you're doing a six to eight hour session I don't think zoom's gonna work is it Jeffrey <laughs> you know there are modalities where zoom works perfectly fine it's just a different flavor you know and I obviously it's easiest when you don't have to fight the technology um, and there are other meth methodologies that totally allow this kind of healing and I certainly have the, the ability uh, to to work in different capacities um, you know, today's focus is on QHHT, so I'll respect it. It's a brand of QH, it's a brand of past life that was very powerful. Dolores and the academies worked very hard, so I respect that. And um, yeah, it, there is a lot that can be done online. I mean, the technology has gotten so advanced since even Dolores started, and it's even so much more reliable that there are ways to do it. Um, I certainly have standard hypnotherapy training, and we do that all the time. Um, what's accepted in the standard uh, teachings is that we don't like to go too deep. Uh, the, the standard hypnotherapy brings you into alpha, you know, maybe sort of touches and theta. But as I mentioned, there are ways to do a lot with Zoom 
Good. Uh, All right. Yeah. Then, um, you know, because I also am thinking that, you know, even in the last few months, so many people have realized what we can do with technology. And I think that's part of our, our transition right now is realizing we can be connected in maybe in a different way. So I'm going to uh, encourage people to get a hold of you and find out what you can offer them from a distance. Because obviously, we don't live in Boston out here, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I do have a website. Uh, it's qhhtboston.com. Mm-hmm. And I present all my information, a little bit about me, a little bit about what I offer. And certainly there's the ability to message with me there. So I'm always happy to answer questions here and there. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, what is it that you really want people to hear from you today? What do you really want to say to people? Oh, goodness. Um, well, <laughs> put you on the spot. <laughs> I want to say stay in a state of allowance. This whole event, this whole um turmoil, life events, these uh, current events that we're going through, I believe we have to look at it in a positive sense, right? It's giving us a lot of opportunity to grow, a lot of opportunity to step back and learn new things, relax, maybe clean the house out, and just look at the, the agendas going on. And they may have an intention to do something, but honestly, we as lighter beings can take total advantage of that and, you know, do... Uh, 10 times more uh, wonderful things. And I do believe we are stepping into a time of amazing optimism, amazing uh, time of communication, uh, bliss, um, happiness, joy, all of that good stuff. And we just need to hang in there and hold on to that vision. And, uh, I, uh, I, I really believe in in what you're doing, and I do a lot of, of this a similar work. I'm not a QHHT practitioner, but I do a lot of healing work and higher self work with people in past life regression work. I find that I often feel like I'm pulling the blind off of the consciousness, like whatever it was that we agreed to and maybe even put on ourselves in order to I'm just going to use loose words loosely to remain asleep or to remain small. Like you say, there's that pullback, like you're trying to, you know, really, really become radiant and shine out there and something pulls you back. And that's not, I'm not talking about the things that, that need to be uh, uh, cleared out. But I, I, I get this constant, like awakening, like aha from people like, oh, I just lit up and now, oh, I'm remembering all of this stuff, right? And when we talk about, awakening or ascension like those can be really really long topics that um, most of us are agreeing that there's a change in our consciousness level right and i think that's really one of the one of the biggest things that you're doing i'm just putting that out there and then of course that connection with the higher self all right so my guest today jeffrey asher this is loretta brown we'll talk to you next time bye now